0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message.
1: You know, a couple weeks ago, um, uh, I, I, I really, we really got a revelation. You know, we're on increase, like I've been telling you. Um, I think increase is important for every area of your life, but especially in the arena of understanding why God wants to bless you. I think a lot of times we don't know why God wants to bless us. And you gotta make some decisions in your life that like, hey, I'm gonna choose to be blessed because a lot of people didn't grow up blessed. Is that okay? Like I just wanna like just, you know, kind of just set up the table, you know? Like a lot of people didn't grow, grow up with like, um, you know, maybe you didn't have enough. You know, maybe it was like it was tight. So we never really, I mean, I've had people in the church come to me and say, you know, we didn't grow up with prosperity. We grew up in poverty. And I really had to break a poverty mentality off of my life. And that's okay. That's okay. Everybody's walking in here in different places, you know. Um, some people have been like, some people just lived like a life that was like in really blessed, you know, like, hey, maybe you, you, you never had a, you know, maybe you just grew up, never really needed needed money. Maybe, you know, your situation at home was like, there was plenty of money to do whatever needed to be done, okay? Some people live like that. That still doesn't mean that we don't learn about prospering, that we don't learn about increase, because God's increase is way better than the earth increase, okay? And there's some truths of the Word of God I want you to see, because I think you got to come to the decision like, hey, like, man, what what do I really believe about this stuff, and why do I believe it? I think the big thing with the church is they never really explained it Okay? And if you don't really explain it to me, I don't really get it. You know, like, can you just make it plain? You know, I don't know about you, but it's like, I'm supposed to believe this. I'm like, well, why do I believe, why am I supposed to believe that? Where did that come from? Are some of you guys like that? You know, like, prove it to me. Not that you need it for your, like, belief, but you need it to, like, say, show it to me. If you show it to me, I'd be more apt to say, oh, okay, I see it. Are you, are you like that? I'm like that. Like, if you, got, if you show it to me and say, oh, he said that he wants me healed so I don't have to live sick, oh, okay, I'll take it. You know what I mean? That's what God's idea was. You know, I said, don't get, you know, none of you guys punch the Amazon guy in the face when he shows up with the package. I'm just dropping packages off. Don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to show you some stuff. And then a lot of times, I think we're scared to prosper. Some of you. Because man, if I can really prosper like that, I'm gonna to have to get my act straight. That's gonna take a lot more uh, responsibility than I'm used to putting into life. And so a lot of people just say, Well, I don't want it. It's not that you don't want it. Sometimes people don't want to put the effort into what it's gonna to take to maintain it. People are scared of money. They are. They think like, oh, I want to get money. You know, you you ever hear this one? You know, money, money's the root of all evil. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. And you ever hear this one? Well, you get money and you get nuts. No, you're already nuts. The money just magnified you were a nut. Ain't nobody changing because you got a couple bucks in your pocket. That's who you really were. So let's just lose all the, you know, crazy, you know, goofy stuff. And let me tell you, the church messed it up too. Because everything's this. Now, that ain't it. There's greater than wealth and stuff like that. But we can't throw, like, the whole message out because somebody abused it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah, I know y'all been around Christian dome, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, everything's about this. And that ain't got nothing to do with it. Ain't got nothing to do with it. So I think, like, the enemy tries to get in there. And I know why, because you can't really help anybody without money. And if you don't have enough for your house, how in the heaven are you going to have enough to help anybody else? So can you see how, like, the enemy probably slipped in there and really jacked up the whole thing? And then you got preachers, and God bless them, but they're, they're in left field, you know, talking about, like, stuff. And, you know, it ain't right, you know what I mean? Sometimes people say the wrong thing, so I can't. You've seen the great Early days of Christianity and some of the great falls that hit the body of Christ because people got out of whack. Leave it alone. But let's not say there's not an elephant in the room. It's in the room. Let's just annihilate it once and for all. Yes. Have people done this wrong? Yes. But then again, people do things wrong everywhere. Our government, we do things wrong. Business people do things wrong. Some guys just got off track. Well, we're not off track. We're staying biblical. We're staying balanced. And everything I told you, you can find in the Word of God. So let's just get it over with, because next month we're talking about Thanksgiving and praise, and then it's going to be this, and we're going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to learn about faith. But while we're here, let's just say, hey, man, maybe I'm here, but I need to go here with my understanding of how much God wants to prosper me. I'm going to tell you right here now, God's idea of prosperity and your idea of prosperity, two different things. Because God's idea, God's idea of prosperity is a whole lot different. Because God doesn't see stuff the way you see stuff. He's bigger. He's paving the streets with gold. He's got, he's got diamonds stuck in walls, like plaster. Stuff that we're seeking, he already just made basically stuff you buy at Lowe's. I mean, it's, it's, this, this, this—you got to go there, man. It, you do. It's what he. Why would he do that? Because what Earth considers to be precious, God considers just to be provision. He doesn't look at it like that. So don't get caught up with it. Don't get messed up with it. But I want you to see this. We started with John, Genesis fifteen one. I kind of changed things around because I think it's important. You see this. This thing hit me when it hit me. Now, I'm going to give you access to this. A couple of weeks ago, I shared about this, but I want you to understand why, because it doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't know the backstory, and today I want to show you. I want to show you how tithing started before the law. I want to show you how tithing started before we even understood it. It's more than tithing. It's your giving. It's your offerings. It's your increase. But look what it says here. This is how this all started, and we didn't have a revelation of this until a couple weeks ago, and if you were not here, this is why you got to be watching church. And I love our online audience, man. God bless you guys. Why? Go back and watch this stuff. It's important. And it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came into Abraham in a vision, saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and I am thy exceeding great reward. A couple weeks ago, I said, man, that thing just hit me. What do you mean you're a shield, and what do you mean you're exceeding great reward? Where did that come from, and what does that mean? So I'm smart enough to know that I'm not a Hebrew scholar, because how many know the Old Testament is translated into Hebrew and the New Testament is translated into Greek? So I went and looked it up because I thought it was interesting. Something inside of me was pulling me there. So I went with it. And when I found out, when you see there, popped that up there, thank you. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great God, exceeding great reward, is broken up into three different words Hebrew words are usually letters, pictures, and they have a little bit more uh, meaning, but basically what it translates over to i am I am thy rapid increasing money supply that's what it translates to you might not like it, but get over it that 's what it says when I read it, it kind of made me step back i 'm like, why would you say this to him, and what is this why would you even why would you even re- Just let anybody think that's what your name is right now. That's what he was saying. If you break it down, he said, I am your rapid increasing money supply. Well, whose idea was that? That was God's idea. Okay? So if that's who he says he is, then that's who he is. Now, if we don't have a revelation of him like that, you know what gets me? How in the heaven would God tell Abraham, see me like that? But if I tell you to see him like that, religion tells you cut it out. Because that's what it means. And when you don't know the front story, you don't know the back story, it doesn't make much sense. Because then he goes on asking about Isaac, he goes on asking about all this stuff, and you kind of get lost in the translation, like why would you even call yourself this? So what do you got to do? You got to go read Genesis 14 to understand how we got to Genesis 15, because it says in a vision, look at 15.1, it says in a vision, Uh, okay, you can go there, and after these things, the word of the Lord came into Abraham in a vision. So he has a vision of something that just took place over on the other side of Genesis. Let's go see what happened on the other side of Genesis so we could see this. And that's where we started with what? Genesis 14, 12. And he took Lot, Abraham's brother son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. Now, let me explain to you what happens. I'm going to tell you what happened here, okay? Abraham and Lot were together. Lot got separated because God told him to separate. And Lot went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah, you can read all of Genesis 14 when you go home. We don't have time. That's why I'm here. That's why you you got me, man. I'm gonna give you the quick version. Ready? So the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah, they try to go up and they get captured too. So now the kings steal everything they got. They take the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the people, Lot, the money, the spoil, they got everything. Well, Abraham finds out in Genesis 14 that what? Lot's gone. He said, well, I'm gonna go get him. So Lot takes 318 men. And he goes up and rises up against it. When Abraham heard that his, bro- that his brother was taken captive, he what? He armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and he pursued them under Dan. You want to see the next verse? Look, keep going, we can do it. And he divided himself against them and his servants, nine and eight, and he smote them and he pursued them. And what did he do? He went all the way down to Damascus. Great, wonderful, what happened? And he brought back all the goods and he also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women and the people, and he recovers everything. Now this is a miracle in itself because three hundred and eighteen guys go to war against armies. How many know if God before you ain't nobody in the world could be against you? That's what's going on right now in Israel. You're watching modern day prophecy happen in Israel. You think that Israel can be defeated? You're out of your mind. Everybody in the world can rise up against Israel. The Bible says fire will come out of the sky and defend Israel, God's covenant people, chosen people. Amen? Amen. This ain't gonna be no big thing. Well, somebody else rose up and somebody else rose up. I'm telling you how it goes. Why? Because if you're in covenant with God and you're connected to God, God's gonna take care of you. Amen. And I got news for you, and this is gonna be a little tricky, but it's hang in there. Some of you, the reason why God cannot do for you is because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm just telling you, there's areas of life you're going to be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you ain't willing and obedient, it ain't going to work. You got to make a decision, man. You know, I said it in the morning service, man. Sometimes this is tough. People got some stuff now, man. You know what I'm saying? You've been around people with stuff. I sat with a business guy one time. There ain't no telling how much this guy had. You know what I mean? And he was like, he, I knew he was going to bring it up. And I said, here, you know, only a matter of time, it's going to come. What do you think about that giving stuff, Preacher. I said, man. Well, sir. In all honesty, I said I think no matter what you got, you need to be a giver. See that? So big guys, you know, they get nervous because they're like, I feel sorry for them. I really do. I feel sorry for guys with multiple millions of dollars. You said why? I said to the one guy, I looked at him. I said, you don't have nowhere in the world where you can really invest that and know it'll be used wisely, because all you see is a bunch of stupid preachers. Truth. I said, How do you know? I said, Because I, well, how could it not be? You got to make an investment like everybody else, man. You're going to go give some dipstick a million bucks? No. Sure ain't going to get somebody you can buy either. You know what I'm saying? You got to use common sense. I mean, this ain't that hard. But I say, Here's the thing you're not exempt. Because the guy with the hundred bucks isn't exempt. The guy with a hundred grand isn't exempt. The guy with a hundred million isn't exempt. The guy with a billion isn't exempt. God is God. And if you're going to walk with God, everybody plays by the same rules. I get it, though. I understand. I understood. I was like, this will be a great conversation. It was a quick conversation. Let's just leave it at that. And we moved on. Why? Because I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here for nothing. But let me tell you right here now, you're not exempt just because you, you think. I sat with a guy one time. I said, you really think you were smart enough to make all this money? You're the biggest dope in the room. That didn't go over big. But I got news for you. It was the truth. God will touch your hand and give you stuff that will blow your mind. But if you got sticky fingers, you'll never see the reward of it. Not a day in your life. Because everybody's got to go to heaven one day. And then you got to explain what you did in the earth. All right, whatever. Look right here. Look. And went out to meet them. The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter, and the kings that were with him in the valley. Look at verse 18. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Genesis 14 is Hebrews 7 explained. Jesus is a priest after the order of Melchizedek forever. What is he saying? He has no origin. He has no place. He didn't go. Some people say it's Seth. I don't believe it. Because it does. They they, they, they say, because those were Noah's sons. Hem, Shem. Don't go there. Some guys say that. I don't believe it. I don't think it's true. All right. I think Melchizedek has no place of origin. No father, no mother. We don't know where he came from. So if he came from Seth, how in the heaven, we would know where he came from. I'm different, opposed to that. Whatever. Leave it alone. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Trust me. This is why you pay me to do this. All right, come on. So, right? So, brought forth bread and wine. When do we take bread and wine? When we have what? Communion. He cuts a covenant. So, Melchizedek comes after Abraham comes with the spoil. Now, watch what happens. And he said what? He came to him, right? And he blessed him and said, blessed be the what? Abraham of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. He said, God's a possessor in heaven and earth, and so are you, and he blessed them. You know what blessing that is? That's the blessing of Abraham. That's the blessing of Abraham from Eden. And Abraham, you want to see how God will blow your mind? Abraham received the blessing of Abraham before Abraham did what it took to get the blessing on him. Well, what power did Melchizedek have? He had power from the Most High God to bless him. You know what that word bless means? Empower to prosper. That's what he put on him. Look what it says. Pop that up there. Let them see that, please. It said what? He blessed him, right? And he what? He divided himself. Whoa, where are you? And he blessed him and said, blessed be who? Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Now watch verse 20. Check this out. You're going to like this. Because what you got to see, man, this blessing is combo pack. It's covenant connection. It's got increase in ability. And he blessed be the most high God, which had delivered thine in hand, and he gave him tithes of all. Abraham tithe. Abraham tithed to who? Melchizedek. What he tithe from? All the spoils he brought back. Who told Abraham to tithe? He didn't have no book telling him to tithe. This is before the book. This is before the law. This is before the beginning. Abraham knew within himself that God always separated a portion to give to what God. There it is. That's Hebrew seven. He said, "There they take the tithe. Here we give our tithe." So you see, tithing started in the beginning. Now, why was all you see? Watch this. And he says what in verse 21? And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, you give me the people, but you can keep all the stuff. You can keep the goods, you can keep the money, you can keep everything, just give me the people. And look what he says in verse 22. And Abraham said to the king of what? Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. And what? I will not take from you a thread, even a shoe latchet. Why? And that I will not take anything that is thine. Anything that belongs to you, I don't want it. Why? Because you'll say you made me rich. I have made thee rich. Save only that which young men have eaten And the portion of the men which went. And he said, what? You know what that means? He said, just give these guys that were out there, give them their side, but I'm leaving. You don't make me rich. Only God will make me rich. Why? He didn't want nothing connected with any attachments to it. He said, God's my source, not the earth. Not my job, modern day. Not my job, not the people I know, not who I know, not where I can go, not how I know how it's gonna happen. He said, God will make me rich and God will do it. And then you read Genesis 15-1, it makes a whole lot more sense because look what he says in Genesis 15-1 because when you see Genesis 15-1, now it's gonna make sense. And now after these things, the word of the Lord came unto him in a vision. Saying what? I am thy, and I am thy, Rapid, increasing money supply. Now we know why, because look what he did. He gave his tithe. He gave his portion. He didn't get connected with ill-gotten gain. He didn't manipulate and take something that was What did he do? He said, God's my source. See, the key to this thing is this, that once God becomes your source in everything, he becomes the source in everything you got to trust them there that's that rich young ruler remember that guy he said hey you know everything's going great hey lord you know how excuse me how shall i know i can go to heaven he said hey he said honor your father and your mother do the right thing what'd he say i've done that from a youth he said oh okay you think you got me he said this he goes okay go give away everything you got and he said he asked him a, a simple thing, but it was a hard thing for the kid. He said, one thing now lacks, and the kid walked away from him. You think God wants everything he got? No, God just wants your heart. And when God knows he's got your heart, then he knows he's got everything. Here's the key with this stuff, and sometimes we read this stuff, we think the stuff is bad. The stuff isn't bad. I tell you what's bad is having a heart that just wants the stuff. That's what makes it bad. Amen? So here's what you're going to have to remember if you're ever going to get there. Sowing and reaping is a law. You can't break the laws of God. Can you can you really change gravity? No. I mean flight, we could play around with it for a while, but once the gas runs out, you fall like a rock. Gravity is there forever. Okay? If I jump off this stage, guess what? As much as I think I can fly, I can't. What's going to happen? I'm going to fall to the ground. Why? Because gravity is a law. Guess what? So is sowing and reaping a law. The question is, is it a law that you live by or is it a law that you just don't think it's an operation? Look what it says right here in the Bible. It says this in 2 Corinthians 9. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. What is that saying? You know, we used to say, right, money doesn't grow on trees. It does grow on trees. It does. You got to plant some money trees. You got to put some money in the earth. Let me ask you a question. Do apples produce apples? Yes. Do oranges produce oranges? Yes. Do watermelons produce watermelons? Yes. What are you putting in the ground? If you don't put it in the ground, well, what's the ground? If you don't start sowing it, it ain't coming back. Come on. These are the principles you live by because increase is law. But what do we got to know? It's a law. The laws of God cannot be changed. So sometimes when we don't operate the laws of God, we don't see what we want to see. Now, here's what I'm saying. I know you want another level. Some of you want to go to another level. Another level means you got to get a revelation of something to get there. And how do you get there? A law of sowing and reaping exists in every realm, Right? Check this out. We know we can receive our needs met by faith in God's word, and we can receive things from God, but here's the key. God wants us to be faithfully obeying the sowing of seed so we can receive supernatural manifestations in the area of our finances. Remember this, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit will come as God wills. We can't make them happen, but here's the key. We can give ourselves greater access to the manifestation of God in these things as we act upon the word of God. That's the key. We got to be faithful with giving. You know, I like Malachi chapter 3, and I want you to look at this, because a lot of people don't know this. It says, get your what? Your tithing and your offering. And I know sometimes people are like, well, pastor, I tithe, man. I tithe every Sunday, I'm a tither. Well, some of you, I got news for you. Until, this was like a little bit this morning, it was kind of funny, somebody met me in the, in the hall and said, all right, I'm getting my act straight. I said, if you don't tithe, don't expect to be blessed. Broke is your reward. I know, it's, I gotta do this. It's, it's for your own good. So if your reward is broke, then something's out of place. Not enough, something's out of place. So let's just check the box. I'm a tither, move on. See what I'm saying? Until we solidify that once and for all, guess what's gonna happen? Lack is gonna be your harvest. God already told you, look at Malachi 3.10. This didn't change because before he wrote this in Malachi, Abraham brought a tithe before the beginning of the book. Are you with me? This is not an Old Testament, New Testament thing. This is a God thing. I, well, read it right here. You say, Well, I don't know what the New Testament changed it. Go read Hebrews 7. The New Testament didn't change nothing. If it, if it be withhold in the future, guess what? It's only because we don't have a revelation of it. Now, most of you got this revelation. This is like stuff, but it, it solidifies even more because the next thing is you get weary and well doing. Don't you get weary and well doing? There's 10, 15 years you'll sow and you might never see nothing in one day. I'm telling you right here now, I'm going to show you some stuff in here. Because I, I, I got people in here, 25, 30 years, someone didn't see Jack. And then all of a sudden, one day. I don't know how to explain this stuff. You go wacko trying to figure it out. Talk about giving for 30 years. Talk about giving for 30, 40 years. Didn't see nothing. And one day. I can't explain it. I don't even want him to try to figure it out. I got enough things to think about, let alone figure out how he's going to do this. Look, over here. Look at Malachi 3. Bring all your tithes in the storehouse. They're not, they may be what? Meet in my house and prove me. Here now says the what? Who? The Lord of hosts. He's saying prove it. Ain't nowhere else in the Bible but here God's saying prove me. Prove them. Why well, I can't afford to do it. You can't afford not to do it. Because if you don't, guess what's going to happen? The devil come in and eat your seed. Jack up your future, screw up your finances. I'm telling you what'll happen. Look, I'm not trying to scare you. This is not about fear. I don't even care what you do. When you leave the room, that's your own business. I don't ask, the only, you wanna know what? I don't know who Todd's in this building. I don't ask and I don't care. But if I, if I give you a position of, if I promote anyone from within this organization to go up, that's when I ask. And I don't even look to see what you give. So I don't know what any of you people do because I want to be able to rebuke everyone in this building equally opportunity at any given moment so if i know like if you like some huge donor i might nah i'm still gonna rebuke you praise the lord but you know but i always said in the beginning i don't want to know what these people give and i don't really care now if something comes in they'll say something like hey somebody did this i make sure you know i say hey thanks for helping the ministry and all that stuff but unless we promote you from within do i check so this ain't like did pastor know what we're giving i don't know what none of you people give and i can care less are you here so I like you have total freedom in here to be like, looking at all your little pearly whites. I don't know what you do, and I don't really care what you do. Do what you want to do. I'm just telling you how to get there. But look what it says here. And you too, online. Right. Bring all your tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat mice my house. Said, Lord, and if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, then there shall not be what? Room enough to receive it. That was God's idea. And here's the thing. Well, You know, I'm a, what I do, well, where do I? No, you you understand what you do. God said, I'll bless you. Now, watch this. Leaven. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Who's gonna rebuke the devourer? For who? For you. Who's he do that for? For who? So, what happens if you ain't tithing? Oh, he ain't rebuking the devourer when it comes to your money. That's when your money gets funny. Are you here? Yeah. Read it. And what? And he shall what? If, I, if the devil wants to eat your seed. Now, you don't have, see a lot of you don't have fruit in the ground. A lot of you don't have a vine that casts four fruit. But how many got a 401k? Don't raise your hand. How many got a job? That raises and bonuses and money in the bank and multiplying your harvest and your money market account. And some of you got that hidden money. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Your offshore bank account. Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey, it's legal. Get away with it. Praise God. Right? I'm just telling you, it'll it'll increase. It'll prosper. Your your stock market the stock market going down, but you ain't going down. Things will go wacky, but you ain't getting wacky. I'm talking to you because this is your covenant right. Now, what happens if I don't handle my covenant responsibility? God can't do what he said he's going to do. You got to be willing and obedient. Amen? I knew it was going to be quiet in here. It's okay. Why? Because this is what you got to understand, and don't you ever forget this. Watch this. Planting seed is the key, but look at point number two. We cannot reap a crop naturally or supernaturally without sowing seed. Write that down. Say, man, you got to sow seed. You can't expect me bring you in the backyard, take you to my house, go, hey, let's go in the backyard. You want to see my tomato plants? Walk you back there, say, oh, look at my beautiful tomato plants. And you look around and you say, I don't see no tomatoes. Well, I didn't plant no seeds. Who's the wacko? Me. How are you not going to plant seeds in the ground and expect to have a harvest and be telling everybody, I got a harvest? Maybe your outlook of what you're seeing is because you haven't planted. Can I, can I expect to go in the backyard and reap a harvest of seeds I did not plant? So how in heaven can I expect God to meet my needs and areas of my finances if I don't plant no seed? Are you getting this? And then we go get mad at God. Well, why didn't God do this? God's like, well, why didn't you do that? Well, why didn't God do this? God's like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't God do this thing over here? He said, you know, we went into church. You told me I'm blessed in the city. You told me I'm blessed in the field. You said, I'm blessed when I come. And I, 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 I'm under a head and not the tail. I sure look like the tail. But why didn't you do what he told the head to do? See, we can't go looking at God and getting mad and not seeing the increase. You know, it's like sometimes like, well, why do you see this? Poverty and shame will come to a man who does not follow instruction. What? I said poverty and shame will come to a man who does not follow instruction. You got to get sick and tired of being broke. And then I know I got to say, well, money isn't every day. Who said it was? You got to get mad at poverty. See, some of you ain't seen it bad enough yet to hate it. You thought, you thought America was poverty. America's a joke when it comes to poverty. No offense. I love America. Ain't no better place in the world to live. You have not seen poverty in America. America's a picnic. It's a pick stinking nick compared to poverty where you got to go looking for grains of rice on the ground maybe while you're watching your kids starve to death. And if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I'd say you're stinking lying. But I seen it and it's evil. And it stinks, and I didn't feel God's presence there one minute. It was stinking demonic. To see humankind become destroyed because of stupid stuff that could be easily provided. You telling me you felt God? I feel God there. It was evil. Evil but you ain't, you ain't mad enough yet. When you start hating it, you, saw, you find a passion by what you love and what you hate. I saw it and hated it. That's why I'll teach you to prosper. I went to India. It was, it was, there was, it was uh, the size of South Carolina when I went. South Carolina, there was 26 million people in the state of South Carolina. You know how packed that is? New York at that time had 10 million, okay? And that's 12 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, Right, I went in there. Those people didn't know nothing about prospering. I told them how to prosper. They said, "We don't, we won't prosper like that." I said, "Yeah, you will." I said, if "This gospel doesn't work here. It doesn't work anywhere." Problem is, nobody came here and taught you about receiving and lowering and growing. Then my phone. I got to the hotel. but The only guy who knew I was there was the preacher. I kept pe- preaching. You guys can go to another level. Stop limiting your life. Stop looking at your, there's money everywhere. If it doesn't work if it doesn't work here and all around the world, this gospel doesn't work, it works. And I said, no, it'll work here. And I preached prosper and I preached give and I preached this thing. I don't know why I was teaching and the phone started ringing in the hotel. I was going home and I left. I was a day over and I was a day in and the phone's ringing, ringing. I said, like, who knows I'm here? Nobody knows I'm here. but my wife, the ministry, the thing. I said, pick it up. Maybe they got to ask something about the room. I get to pick up the phone in the hotel and they're like, hey man, we got to talk to you. And I was like, what's going on? they like, man, these people gave, man, and they got an offering. They got a gas station. They got this. They got that. It blew up. I said, I told you to work. I said, what would you think? It wasn't going to work. The, 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 the clown preacher didn't even think it was going to work. I said, you know something? You guys are unbelievable. I just was there a week teaching you this stuff. What would you think was going to happen? We ain't never seen nothing like this before. I said, no, duh. You didn't see the God I talked to you about that never before like this. You think you're going to live in poverty just because the place is povertyous? No, you're the blessing. You got to start elevating your mind. Well, nobody in my family ever got off welfare. Be the first one for crying out loud. Nobody in my family ain't never had no money. Ain't nothing wrong with welfare and government cheese and all that stuff. I'm not in that stuff, but the God you serve is bigger than it all. Nobody in my family ever had money. Be the first one and go back and give them a bunch of money. Oh, nobody in my family ever had nothing. Well, guess what? You're going to leave being the renter and you're going to start becoming the buyer. You're going to leave one dimension and go to the next dimension. Look, I've been in the building. Where I ain't never had nothing. I don't care. I, let me tell you something right here now. I don't knock nothing about where anybody came from. But you're crazy if you stay there. Are you nuts? You serve a God that's greater, bigger. And then don't come in here and say, well, I don't need it. Good. Get it and give it away. Get so much of it that all your friends like you. Because you're rolling so deep, you just got plenty to give out. Just get it. God said, take the wealth of the wicked and transfer it to the righteous. Go build some wells somewhere. Let's go get some kids some water. We're going to do it in uh, Mozambique. That joker called me the other day. They said, they ain't got no water. I said, you got no water, I ain't got no water? Drinking water? Ain't got no drinking water. I said, you ain't got no water to drink? They said, no, we ain't got no water to drink. Not clean water over there. it's my buddy from Brazil. He's over there. I said, you can't get it. I said, find out how much the thing costs. We'll buy it. That's going to be cool. we buy a well, right? You know, you see them guys do it on TV. We'll get the relevant church well. I, we all go there and swim in the thing if you want. See Jeannie, she'll fly you there. I ain't going with all you people because I've been on a mission trip one time with a bunch of people from the church. Ain't happening again. <laughs> nope. Sorry, I love all you people, but you too needy. You know? I went to a place, place. Oh, it's hot. What'd you think it was gonna be? A picnic? We ain't going to Alaska, bro. It's Africa for crying out loud. It's like 110 here when it's cool. Forget it. Praise to God. I mean, I love you, but I don't love you that much. No. Galatians chapter 6. Go look at this. Read the Bible. Now listen, this one's going to be good. Nobody tells you this part, but I'm going to tell you. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Eight. For he that soweth to the flesh, of the flesh will reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall reap everlasting life. He's saying sow to the Spirit. Watch the next verse. Oh, there it is. Come on, everybody. Smile on your brother. Let us love one another right now. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Oh, my God. Is that not the test? Well, how long I got to do this? Don't get weary in what? For in what? What? Woo, Do season, you start How long is this going to take? There's the test right there. Don't get weary in doing it. How many of you got weary in doing it? Man, I've been weary in doing it. What's wrong with you people, man? Ten, five, you give it. Don't see nothing. Nothing's moving. Just getting up. Praise the Lord. I believe I receive year after year. Oh, I'm preaching now. Year after. After year after year after year after year, day after day after day, and you're like, I'm getting a little weary. Don't get weary. Day after day after I hadn't been to love 25 years pastor, I had a thing and I believed God 20, uh, hello I didn't say 25 days I said 25 years that's like a quarter. Hello look, 25 uh, year after year after year after year, not get getting weary but not quit, don't faint. Don't faint before your heart. I'm gonna sow and keep sowing and give and keep giving and sowing seeds and sowing offers and uh uh uh, uh 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 uh. Go back to the scripture. Can you popped out there and let us not be be not what deceived deceived. Don't fall for the deception that God's not gonna do it. Don't fall for the deception that God doesn't know what you need. Don't fall for the deception that it's not gonna work. Be not deceived, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Don't get weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if. Ever say if. If I don't faint. Don't you faint before your harvest. Don't you faint before your harvest. Don't you faint before? Well, I don't know. And you better shut up with the reason. I said, yeah, I said it. How do we know? What do you mean how you know? How you know God is God. How we know. I said, I don't care if the joker got to have money fall out the sky. I could care less how he does it. I don't care if a puppy dog comes running down the street with a sack full of money in his mouth. If he said he's going to do it, he's got to do it. If he said he's going to do it, he's got to back it up. I don't care if it falls out of the sky. I don't care. I said, you better get me. I don't care how it comes, when it comes, the way it comes. But don't you be deceived for a minute and don't think it ain't coming. God will not be deceived. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. If... If you find, man, I'll try to promise you right here in heaven. I'll go to heaven and I'll be like, hey, where's my stuff? I don't know how heaven works. I haven't been there, but when I get there, I promise you, I'll be ornery. and I don't care who's there. And Jesus can be there, and that's cool, and all that. Praise God! I'll do all that. Cool. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Good. Where my stuff? Where that stuff I fought for in here? Where do we look down in the earth and see it? Where, where is it waiting for me? Do I go get it? Them grandkids, kids, kids, kids. Those jokers gonna be blessed for the rest of the life because of what you're doing right now. You better wake up. You're changing the lineage of your whole home because you're laying up seed for the future. You don't think I'm kidding, man? We weren't saved, bro. I we turned this thing they ain't never where's my stuff i'm gonna show up and go due season my watch says right now do what your watch say look at your clock and you got a clock you ain't got a clock on your wrist look at your wrist go due season what time is it due season what time you got 11 46 nah i got due season what you got? what you got what you got what you got y'all ain't gonna get this three quarters you ain't gonna get nothing because you ain't got no faith to believe god for what i just preached for 30 minutes You hear what I just said? Your faith tells me whether your faith got it or not. You understand that? Your faith's telling me. You ain't going to jump out of your seat, but you better tell your faith, get happy. Why? Because the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said, oh, my soul, your soul better get excited about something or your soul ain't getting nothing. Listen, what does your watch say? The Bible said, if you, I said, hallelujah, if you will not faint, you shall reap in due season. Put that scripture up there one more time. I'm making myself happy. I've been preaching myself happy for two services. I'm almost out. Look. Be not deceived. God will not be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Okay. For he that sowed the flesh, you're going to find it. He that sowed the spirit, this is a spiritual thing. Watch watch nine. I'm done. Let us not be weary and well For in we shall, if we don't, what time is it? I said, what time is it? What time is it? What season you got right now? What season you in? Hey, what season you in? What time is it? So next person ask me what time it is, I'm just gonna go, it's due season. What time you got? Next, I promise you, I'll be walking in the store, and then somebody gonna say, what time is it? I'm gonna be like, yo, it's due season. Yo, the other day I was in Bucky's with the kid. The kid loves the joint. All right? The place is crazy, right? I went in there and the guy said, bye, Bucky. Nobody in the store responded. So I responded. I was like, hey, bye. The whole place is looking at me like, who are you? I said, like, I'm the guy that responds. Hallelujah, amen. Next time somebody goes, what time is it? Don't ask me what time it is because you're going to get the wrong time. You're going to get, it's new season. What time, what time you got? What time you got? What time you got? I said, what time you got? What time is it? It's due season. Have you been giving? Have you been believing? Have you been expecting? Have you been waiting for your harvest? Have you been waiting for your harvest? The Bible says, don't you faint. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you faint. Don't you look at your neighbor in the eye and say, 'Don't don't you faint. Don't you faint. Don't you faint don't look at your neighbor that's the person that you guys got to catch up the person don't you faint don't you faint don't you faint don't you faint look at that next joker don't you faint don't you faint if you start falling back I'm gonna grab you snatch you by your head come on don't you faint before season it's due season what it is well it's Im- well, it's impossible ain't eh? nothing impossible for God it's impossible for me, but it ain't impossible for God. Time you got through season. You faint. Your harvest is on the way. How how can you say that? Easy. You got seed in the ground? I don't know much about planting. I got a feeling if you could get a bunch of seed in the ground, sooner or later something's going to start growing. go back for all the farmers in the building I don't know nothing about planting, but I got a I got a shot that if I went in the backyard with a bunch of seed and just threw them all in there dug some holes little maybe one hole a little deeper than the other hole I don't know nothing about this stuff one a little bit more shallow and I just said bump it you know what I'm gonna do instead of trying one tomato plant I'm gonna put 50 tomato plants I got a feeling now don't get mad at me right I'm talking about natural farming if I put 50 tomato plants in the ground, I got a feeling that some i going to grow. Might not all grow because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to put enough in there to cover, my, to cover my mistakes. I don't know about if you're getting my picture here, but how many of you put enough in the ground to cover your mistakes? You know what I'm saying like I might not got all this right but I got enough seed in the ground that I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of beyond I kind of you know I used to say this a long time ago let me show you how prospering works you want to see it you want to see it see some of you starting today some of you are like I'm, I'm gonna go do that tithing thing I ain't been doing it I ain't gonna tell nobody I'm just gonna start and leave it alone Someone in the lobby at nine o'clock said I ain't been doing it but I'm starting it's like a good start bye you could tell me whatever you want to tell me I don't care I don't judge nobody because I was you at one time and you got to start somewhere But say like today. Say today you said, okay, today I'm going to start giving. Boom. And then next week you come back and you give. Boom. And the week after that, boom. And the week after that, boom. And the month after that, boom. And the year after that, boom. And I ain't stopping the process. I ain't stopping the process. I ain't stopping the process. I ain't stopping. What's going to happen when you look back? All you're going to see is harvest. All you used to see was lack. But now because you started a brand new law of seed time and your future is getting developed by what you're planting today. If you do not like, let me just give it to you. Man, I'll tell you what. That seminar, you need to go back and watch it. This changed my life. A statement was said that changed my life forever. It scares you when you get it, so I'm going to give it to you anyway. If what I have in my hand cannot get me what I want, it just revealed itself as its seed. scared me man because when you get it you'll really get it if what I have in my possession cannot get me what I want what I have in my hand has just revealed itself as a seed and stuff just flies out of your hand faster than it ever has before if what I have in my hand cannot get me what I want if I can't exchange it for what I want it just revealed itself as a seed not my harvest it's my seed to go get my harvest that's a whole new principle that's a principle because i had stuff in my hand couldn't get me what i want so it revealed itself as a seed this stuff will take your life to a whole other level you'll learn but everybody's learning somewhere this is all you got to remember god's going to be faithful and god's going to be true let me pray for you, and you let him deal with you wherever you're at. And listen, I don't want nobody coming in this room and being like, Man, I feel I feel like, Pastor, i, I, I no. God ain't like that, neither am I. This is about you leaving. It was funny, somebody in the lobby said this to me. He said, you really, you really, you really got me to death." I, said, I didn't get nobody. And I said, you really got me. You're really making me think, and God's been speaking to me. I said, all right, that's what I, that's what it's here for. Because God spoke to me. Those guys came, God spoke to me. He said, you ain't, God told me, he said, you ain't where you need to be. You need to go here, and you can't go no further than me. That's why I always stay learning, because once the guy in the pulpit stops growing, you guys are doomed. So God's on truth. That's why I gotta constantly grow, and I ain't slowing down. So you better catch up. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Just keep learning this stuff. One one nugget, God might have said one thing to you guys. Drop one thing, okay? That's what got. It. Okay, I got it. And learn. Keep learning, 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 and go back and read. Go home and read Genesis fourteen. Go home and read Genesis fifteen. Go read Hebrews seven. Go start getting these things. Start building these things in you, and then we move on. Now, how many of you felt like we we kind of we kind of um we grew our faith muscle for finances over this month, right? Go back and watch those videos. Don't you feel like man? I feel good, man. I'm feel good. Now we're going to go into Thanksgiving. Come on, come on. We're going to learn about stuff. But do you see what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta develop. You don't go in the gym and just do like one leg. Come out and look like a wackadoo. You got a leg this big, and you got your little look like a skinny thing. And your arms are all small. You don't go in there and just, I just got, I'm gonna be a uh, Tony. I'm gonna be a bicep king. I'm just do my right bicep. Come out looking all whacked out. Got one old huge arm. Everything else all gaunt and skinny. Come on, man. Come on, man. You don't get all swelled like that just working out one day a week. Come on. Are you here? How many of you got some financial faith? Got some stuff like, I ain't getting weird. I'm gonna tell you one thing, I'm gonna tell you one thing you shoulda gotten, I'm done. I ain't growing weary and well-doing, do it, cause why? If I don't faint, due season's gotta come. I keep reminding God, you said due season. What time is it due season? What time you got on that? Due season, it's due season. Don't you forget it's due season, amen? Don't you forget what God said to you. My due season right now. Next time somebody asks you the time, we're gonna be all whacked out. We'll be running around Daytona Beach, telling people the wrong time everywhere we go it's okay but don't if they ask you just try it the first couple of times first person that asks you you know like what time is it like due season what you got Get your faith at another level of expectancy. Amen. Father, I pray for these guys. I know they're awesome. I know they're growing. They're growing in faith. They're growing in grace. They're growing in their place. They're growing supernaturally. They can do exceedingly and abundantly above all because they're listening to you. And I thank you, Lord, that you're taking their, their level of growth to a whole other level. And their level of expectation is going to a whole other place. Because you are the God. You are the God a supernatural increase in every area of our life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.
0: And just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just one moment, because maybe you're in this room today and maybe you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Maybe you haven't been living like he is. Maybe you say, I've prayed that prayer before. I used to make him my Lord and Savior, but I haven't been living like it lately. There's nothing that you can do that will separate you from his love. And we never wanna let you leave this place without the opportunity to have your heart right with him. So just in this moment with every head bowed and every eye closed, so this is a moment between you and God, whether you're in this room physically right now or you're watching online, if you see that's me today and I wanna make Jesus the Lord of my life, I want him to be my savior, I want him to be my Lord, would you just raise your hand and tell, say that to you this morning? If you're in this place, And if you're watching online, whether you're in this room today, let's all say this together. Say, dear Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I choose to follow you. In Jesus name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at RelevantFL.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.